0: Hello, this is Dan Bender, Executive Producer of the Podcast Singles Network. Today I'm excited to present Single Living, a podcast that brings you straight talk on everything that concerns today's singles, including relationships, dating, travel, and financial security. Single Living is hosted by Rich Goss, a well-respected expert in the singles industry. He is the author of eight books on dating and has lectured on the subject in over 50 colleges and universities. Rich is frequently interviewed by the news media including Oprah, CNN, Fox News and The Wall Street Journal to name just a few. And now, here's the host of Single Living,
1: Rich Goss. My guest today is Marty Friedman, who's the author of the exciting new book, Straight Talk for Men About Marriage, What Men Need to Know About Marriage, and What Women Need to Know About Men. Welcome, Marty.
0: Thanks for having me with you.
1: Tell me a little bit about the book and why you wrote it.
0: Well, this book came from my own experience, Rich. Uh, I was a management consultant, and I was making a lot of money and uh, working really hard, and my wife and I were going in different directions. And we were on a vacation up in lovely Napa Valley and we came out of a restaurant and she looked at me and said, I don't think I want to be married to you anymore. Wow. We got got in the car and I was just floored, as you can
1: imagine, devastated. And how long had you been married at the time? Oh, uh, 20 years. That's a long marriage and all of a sudden, out of the blue, like a sack of bricks dropping on your head.
0: That's right. I mean, that's what it felt like. And of course, you know, I was stunned and I started just to listen and ask her questions and try to figure out what had happened. And over a period of a few days, it became very clear to me that I had created that through my own inaction and the way I was looking at my marriage, which was basically neglecting it. And I began to see that so many men do that. And as I talked to more and more men, I saw some patterns, and I saw what was happening to relationships in the 21st century and how much they've changed and how difficult it is for men to make the changes.
1: It is tough. You know, all of us men tend to be uh, focused on our jobs, our careers, making money, bringing home the bacon. You know, that's the masculine self-image that we bring home the bacon, and we have a tendency to neglect our romantic relationships, and of course, the women are just starving out there waiting for some emotional payoff well i think it's
0: it's an interesting dynamic, rich, as you said, that women have higher expectations for romance in dating and marriage, and men will certainly if we need to in the dating game' we'll, we'll turn it on, but once we bring bring that relationship home and get settled, we tend to as you said, go on to other things i talk about it sometimes is men look at relationships like buying a refrigerator. We go out and buy the refrigerator, bring it home, plug it in, and then we expect it to just run by itself for month after month, year after year, with with no attention. And then when women bring up issues to us and they want to talk about the relationship, we we're surprised and we say, Well why would we talk about it? The refrigerator's fine. It should just be running.
1: Exactly I guess that's the one of those Mars versus Venus kind of things that' just a totally different world view that women have instead of men
0: well what that that's certainly true. women like to explore and communicate and feel connected through communication, and we just want to know what do you want what do you want me to do what, right. what can I do and they never quite get to that, but you know what's in a larger sense what's happening is that the roles that were so steady just a generation ago have broken down in the, you know since the late '60s and early '70s. Men could just, in the past generations, make money, bring it home, provide security, and women would take care of the home and the family and the man. And for most marriages, even though they may not have been happy, that kept them together security and particularly economic security, those rules have changed for a lot of people and women say they want more. A woman told me the other day, she said, if, if all I need is security and a paycheck, she said, I'll just get a better job and an alarm
1: system. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good point. I guess you could say that the old style man is, uh, you know, the caveman is uh, kind of extinct. That nowadays women are looking for a lot more than economic security; they're looking for emotional intimacy, which is a real scary thing for most men.
0: It, it is a scary thing for most men, and 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 you know I think what's really interesting about that, and what I talk about in the book, is that for men we're often bewildered because it seems like there's two extremes. One extreme is the old John Wayne macho image, right. which we all know real well because we've often been taught that, or at least seen a lot of men going to that, and as we've been discussing women are not crazy about that anymore right and, and and of course it really hurts us too because we we're we don't get to enjoy the our own intimacy and feeling comfortable with ourselves cuz we're so armored up the second extreme is the what i call the snag sensitive new age guy right and and the person and the man like that is trying so hard to be feminine that he loses the enjoyment of being masculine and feeling the masculine power and the fun of being a man. And so I think neither extreme really works as we as we're in the early years of the 21st century, we have to be a lot more of an authentic masculine sort of energy which is the able to be intimate when it's necessary and able to be masculine and powerful when it's necessary
1: so all the poor guys are listening right now are saying to themselves oh my god i have to both be john wayne and aldo alan alda at the same time
0: (laughs) well no it's something in between is my point i don't really i don't recommend either i think we need to be something in between and what i'm talking about in the book is basically three things that we need to do and if you if you'll allow me just a moment i'll say those three things right. because that's that's the crux of the whole book riches you know i think for men we tend to want to do some simple tasks and if we know what those are we'll generally do them so the first task i think we need to do to create long lasting relationships is we have to have a a vision for what we want out of the relationship something we can commit ourselves to right. and and really push towards that. You know, I think men do really well when we have goals and when we know where we're going. Okay. In the book I talk about how to do that. Right. The second thing we have to do is is perhaps the most challenging and that is we have to make it our business to take care of our own issues instead of expecting our women to carry us. You know how women mm-hmm. like to point out and say, well, Rich, you need to work on that. That's an important thing. Now, don't you see that? and? And, of course, it's wonderful to have a woman's insight because they can see so many of those things. But the point is it has to be our business. We have to take that on and and do what we can to see and to take care of our own responsibility, to take care of our, our issues. The right. third thing we have to do is one I think people talk a lot about, but it's hard to do, and that is to tune in and listen better and really see our – partner and experience who they are and be willing to stand up for their greatness as well. Women tell me all the time they just want a man who's really present with them, listens, right. sees them clearly, and is present and is not focused on the game all the time.
1: <laughs> right. So, so you're saying it's as easy as one, two, three to have a great relationship with a woman. And, and the first step that you gave was the one of vision, what do I want out of a relationship? And, and typically, right. what do men want out of a relationship?
0: Well, I think what men want needs, you know, we need to tune that up a little bit. What we wanted in the past was somebody who was there, who would take care of us, and when we return from the wars, the battle. And, and, you know, I think to some extent we can still have that, but what I believe is the ingredient for a great relationship in the future is to have a relationship based on equality. I call it an H relationship. Right on one side you have the man and on the other side you have the woman and, and they're uh, of the H, those two lines going up and then the, uh, a capital H and in the middle they're connected through their love and communication but they're each growing separately as opposed to what I call a capital A marriage where they're leaning on one another expecting yes. the other person to make them happy. Those kinds of relationships often are, are the ones that are short-lived
1: in these days. Right, and of course we know that uh, the average marriage in America that goes sour ends after seven years, so that's always a concern for anybody who's in a relationship.
0: Yeah, and you know, Rich, some recent statistics
1: suggest that about two-thirds of divorces are initiated by women. Right, that's always a shock to people when they see that statistic because everybody thinks of the man you know, yeah. who eventually dumps his wife and marries the beautiful young secretary that's of the right. office and it's really the other way around. Uh, women seem to be suffering or seething or whatever year after year in a marriage and at some point it just explodes and they finally decide, like your wife decided, we don't yeah. really have much of a marriage here, I'm not yeah. getting my intimacy needs met and so yes, you're right, two-thirds of all divorces are initiated by the wife rather than the husband.
0: Yeah, and I think what's changed is that women now can leave. They yes. can have the economic power to leave. And In the past, they may have seethed inwardly or outwardly, but had right. to stick with it, and that's really changed. By the way, I didn't really complete my story, which is that yes. we're still together several right. years later, and we turned it around, and primarily it was me, frankly, who who had to do the work necessary to pardon me, to win her back and to, more importantly, establish myself in a relationship. And those three points I said earlier, right. that's what I did. Uh, they're not something I pulled out of the air and just said, well, that's a nice theory. Those are the three things that I did. And I right. talked about that in the book and just say how I went about it.
1: Right. Well, we're still talking about the first of those three steps, which is the vision step. What do I want out of a relationship? Can you elaborate yeah. a little more about that?
0: Well, I, I think that As I said earlier, men, you know, we'd like to know where we're going and run in a straight line to get there. And marriage and relationships seem so mysterious to men because we know that women have a special language for it, and they can talk about feelings and relationship, and we often can't even find the dictionary for the language. So we feel kind of inept. And so what I'm saying is, if the goal of marriage is clear in your mind, that it's real simple, you're going to stay, you're not leaving, you're going to put your energy into it and not turn away and not expect it to run on automatic like that refrigerator, and you know that the goal is each of you is growing through the challenges of relationships, then you'll hang in there and you'll listen and you'll pay attention automatically. You'll take yes. this on like a a big challenge that's so fulfilling, you know, you can get a lot out of it, but you have to throw your energy into it instead of expecting it to take care of itself or expecting your your woman to tell you how things are going. You know, so many men, Rich, say, I'll say, how's your relationship going? And they'll say, it must be fine. My wife hasn't <laughs> yelled at me in a while. <laughs>
1: Interesting. Let's move on to the second step of the three steps that you suggest in the book a men uh, can have a better marriage, and that is to take care of our own issues. What kind of issues are you thinking of that are predominantly masculine issues in a marriage?
0: Well, I, you know, I, I think that for men, the most common one is, and you and you said it earlier, is our fear of intimacy, yes. and it. And you know, people, men are made fun of sometimes for that. And yes, I think what we've got to do in our society is stop bashing men. We've got Excellent. to start. We've got to start allowing the idea of men as being great, and being even great in relationships. I I like that
1: attitude because men really do get bashed a lot. You know, it's a funny thing that it's not politically correct to bash women. You know, you watch the comedians and, you know, other than the old dumb blonde jokes, it really is not considered to be appropriate to bash women. But every comedian, male or female, feels, you know, perfectly free to go out and bash the entire male male gender anytime they feel like it. And everybody laughs at it. You know, it seems to be okay to pick on men because men, of course, supposedly have all the power in the world. And therefore, because they're so strong, it's okay to dump on them. And, And personally, I'm a Offended by all that, I I do believe in equality between the sexes, and part of that equality has to be that you don't bash either gender.
0: That's so well put, and I tell women often, you know, you've got to stop criticizing men for being men. Yes, we're not going to be able to communicate the same way as a woman. We're not going to be able to process as long or as well. Right. And if you want to communicate that way fully, go talk to another woman you know exactly. and you'll have that experience and stop making men wrong for being men and what men exactly. so often feel is that we're criticized so much that we're we're just not any good and men get right. sort of ashamed by not being yes. able to perform and please their woman Women right. really often don't understand that, Rich.
1: Yeah, it, it's unfortunate that you know women are supposedly so much more sensitive than men, and they are, of course, in many ways, but in this one area you're pointing out right now, a lot of women just aren't aware of what it's like to be a man in today's world, where the old John Wayne routine doesn't work anymore, where men are expected to be emotionally available, something which is foreign to them, and a lot of women literally don't get it, that it's very hard for a man to transform himself into this new 21st century man who's open with his feelings
0: well look look at this issue of intimacy you know what are we taught from the very earliest days in the schoolyard as little boys? don't boy? cry don't cry don't show your feelings and and right. what's the thing they tell you oh he's acting like a little girl he's a little yes. girl and yes. and so what you equate in your mind is that being feminine quote showing your feelings being feminine is is somehow wrong and you and you start uh, Putting that armor on so that you don't show what you feel. And so right. when, we, when they say, well, why can't you just reveal how you feel? Why can't you talk about your feelings? Well, there's a couple of things. Some recent brain research has shown that men simply don't have access to the feelings as easily as women. And they're theorizing right. that that's probably an evolutionary um uh, phenomenon that we, yes. we simply couldn't be emotional in the early days of, you know, uh, when we had to go out and hunt and so on. Right. But a- also, except for
1: anger, of course. Anger has always been acceptable for a man to feel. And, and always acceptable, and most men can access that one quite easily. Right, and of so, course it fits in with warfare and, and hunting the saber-toothed tiger. You've got to get right. that adrenaline going so that you can kill the tiger or kill your opponent in battle. So yeah. it's socially acceptable for men to have the angry, aggressive feelings, but it's not acceptable for a man to have the what, what are called the more feminine, loving, emotional, vulnerable feelings.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so it's scary to a man to have those feelings, we need, we do need help, most of us. And what I'm suggesting with this second point, which is take responsibility for your own issues, is to start that exploration and be fearless enough to say, you know what, maybe I'm not as good as the woman at feeling all my feelings. And at the same time, if the, if she's pointing something out, it's my business to look at the issues she's pointing out. For example, my wife pointed out the other day how hard I was on one of my children. And, you know, I didn't want to look at that, and I really had to take responsibility for it. Why was I being so hard on him, and what was right. behind that, and where did I get that? And whatever the issue is, whether whether it's your emotions or patterns in your behavior, being in a relationship is such a great, great way to learn about yourself, but it is only if you're willing to learn and to say, I want to know how I'm put together. Right. So that, that's
1: the second point. And then moving on to the third point of your three steps uh, for having a good relationship, a good marital relationship with a woman, you mentioned tune in and listen better. Uh, Can you expound on that a little bit? Sure. I think that
0: we men we, again. We've been bashed for this a lot. How poorly we listen. How much we want to solve problems. How often we interrupt our partners, and so on. And and there is some guilty. I plead
1: guilty to all three of those, Marty.
0: <laughs> well, so do I. You know, I'm a. I wrote this book from my own experience, and what the things I'm learning to do. I think listening is part of it. And a lot of times we don't have to say anything fancy. We just have to tune in. We just right. have to really be present and ask a few questions. But, you know, I've learned with my wife, it's important sometimes to not say a word and just let her talk, but really listen. And she loves it. She thinks I'm really listening. <laughs> she and, yes. and I am listening, but I'm not saying much. So part of it is that. Part of it is also being willing to talk. Exactly. Uh, men often say, well, I don't know what she wants me to say. And it, it, it really doesn't matter as long as you're telling what's true for you. You, know, right. you may not put the right words on it and use the right words, but that, that's also tuning in is being able to have a, have a good uh,
1: conversation. Right, well, the and conversation th- is is two-sided, of course, and you know it's easy enough to say, okay, all I have to do to have a good marriage is just shut up and listen to her, but right. you've got to do more <laughs> than just shut up and listen. You also have to contribute something to the conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, so you have to be willing to say a few things. In the book, I outline for men some specific ways they can do that. For example, one of the categories you can just think about is, you know, what do I need? And another category is, What are my thoughts about something? So I've given men some things to talk about uh, that might help prime the pump so that when when women say, okay, sit down, now tell me what's going on, we'll have a few things to say. The the final thing I wanted to say about all that is, uh, I actually want to say a couple of things, if I I may, Rich. One thing is that I mentioned earlier about standing up for your partner, and we men sometimes need to be able to to just – do what women often do, which is challenge us. So we need to say to women, you know what, that that's not working what you're doing, and it would be good if you did this instead of that. Uh, a, a man I know was listening to his wife on the phone, and she was having a conversation, and she heard – He heard her saying, no, 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 impossible, and she hung up, and he said, what was that about? And she said, well, that was my father, and I told him not to come visit. Well, she had been estranged from her father for about 20 years, and Uh he lived in Europe, and he wanted to come, and he was quite an old man. He said, I'm calling your father, and I'm telling him to come because you need to deal with this. Uh He he called the father in Europe, called him back, invited him to come, put her on the phone, and talked her into saying, to telling her father it was okay, Great. he came out. And they had it, they had some time together. He died soon after that, just a month later. Wow! And at the funeral, her sisters who were were also estranged from this man hadn't done that. Yes. And she thanked him for how much he pushed her into that. Now that's an extreme example, but I that's think, a wonderful again,
1: story, though.
0: I think again, it's a, it's a good example of how how we can be helpful and engaged in the relationship instead of just coasting.
1: Right. And you have another example of what you're talking about here, about the man tuning in and listening and, and sure. becoming a well, major well, part the of other, the marriage?
0: The other thing I was going to talk about, if, I don't know if it's okay
1: to talk about sex, just in general. <laughs> Is that no, all right? I, I think <laughs> we can talk. We don't have anybody who's prudish listening right now, I'm
0: sure. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, I'll obviously get into... Into all the details, but I will say that there's a big disconnect that um, women like to connect before having sex, and men want to connect through having sex. Okay, it's a it's a large disconnect, and the reason why that fits into this this third point about tuning in to your to your woman is that if we can connect first, meaning touching. Uh, talking softly, listening, uh, just connecting at an emotional level, then we'll get what we want, which is less criticism and more sex. And I tell men that all the time. You know, start that process and you'll get what
1: you want. So so what you're saying right now, Marty, from the men you've spoken with in preparing the book, that uh, the two things that men complain about that they want out of a marriage that they usually don't get is less criticism, more sex.
0: Yeah. And one of the ways of getting less criticism, of course, is listening to the criticism and using it and take, taking responsibility for it. I, and my wife started flipping out when I did that, Rich, when I started changing. <laughs> I, I After this period I told you about where I had to sort of win her back, I started actually listening to her criticisms of me, and it really freaked her out. She had <laughs> she had never experienced that. So over 20 years, she had ranted and raved and over and over and, <laughs> over, and over, and I was tuning her out and right. telling her to go away like so many men do. And yes. instead, I started saying, okay, I'm taking responsibility for that. I heard what you said. It's my responsibility to deal with it, and I will, and you don't need to say any more. Wow. And it took her a while to adjust, but my <laughs> God, now I get very little criticism because I listen to it.
1: So, so what you're saying is the secret to getting your wife or girlfriend to stop nagging and stop criticizing you is to just listen to it the first time she says it and deal with it, and then you don't have to put up with 20 years of agony.
0: <laughs>
1: That's exactly <laughs> right. And it,
0: interestingly enough, in every criticism, there's a request. A, the, a woman is asking you to do something. She wants something from you. And the trick is to find out what's the request. I also tell women, stop the personal criticism and figure out what is it you want and make a simple request. Because you know, men tell me over and over and over, I don't know what she wants from me. She's criticizing me and and it's killing me. I don't know what she wants. And I tell women, Figure out just what you want. Go and request it in a loving way. You'll probably get a man to do it. Wow. We want to please our women, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. But if she approaches it from a negative standpoint and just critical and, and judgmental and nagging and nagging and constantly ripping apart his self-esteem, she's probably never going to get her needs met.
0: Yeah, and the man will tune her out. Or exactly. she get defensive and, and uh, obnoxious about it. And then they really get alienated
1: from each other. Sure. Well, let's talk a little bit more than a, from a woman's perspective because uh, a lot of people are shocked to know that, that it's a lot of women are buying your book, even though the, the lead title is Straight Talk for Men About Marriage. So obviously men are going to buy the book. But of course the subtitle says, What Men Need to Know About Marriage and What Women Need to Know About Men. So let's talk a little bit about what the women need to know about men. We've learned that men have difficulty expressing their feelings. Uh, they have difficulty uh, dealing with some of the complaints that women have. What else do women need to know about men?
0: well women need to know that their criticism shames men and as i said back off on the criticisms find out what it is you need take responsibility for it and don't expect your man to be the one to make you happy this this idea of uh, you know the cinderella or snow white or whoever it is where the the prince is going to come riding in uh, that's not going to happen and right. and it's really great to just say what do I need that 's and what can he do about it it 's not that he 's the answer or should be the answer to any woman 's needs and so many women want their men to to complete them and make them feel great and it, and it 's too much it 's too much for anyone on the other hand, there are many needs that do involve uh, your man, and it 's really great to go and request exactly what you want so yes. So that's one thing is to take responsibility, stop criticizing, and start requesting what you want. Okay. Uh, There are other things. I I think that women really don't understand how much men want to please them, and we just need to know what to do. A good example is housework, Rich. I think that, you know, that's become such an issue now when women are working as well as men and
1: and 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 rightfully so because they've done studies on this and they've asked the the men in a marriage you know if if you're working full-time and your wife is working full-time at the office you know, what should you do with the housework? And all the men answer correctly. They say, well, it should be 50-50. You know, if yeah. she's working outside yeah. the home as I am, let's do it 50-50 with the housework, which is a great idea to have. But then they actually did a study of how what percentage of the housework was being done by the men and what by the women. What they found out was that the, the men were emptying out the garbage and they were fixing things around the house, but that was basically it. The woman was still doing all the traditional woman's chores of cooking and cleaning and all of that kind of stuff. And she was going out and Bringing home the bacon, so women rightfully, I think, are, are are complaining that they're getting the short end of the stick, and that men need to put the I, what's the phrase that you got to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. Men can't just talk about splitting the housework fifty fifty. They actually have to do fifty percent of the cleaning and the washing and the and the cooking and so forth.
0: Well, you know, again, I think we're in a big transition about that because we've never had to do that before, and 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 frankly, I think a lot of men just don't see literally see what needs to be
1: done in the house as much as women do. Well, exactly. We have different cleanliness standards, of course. What a man considers to be a clean bathroom is totally different from what a woman does.
0: One way for a woman to deal with that, I think, is to ask a man to help solve a problem. Men, as we all know, love to solve problems. So ask us to help create solutions to a problem. What men don't like is the honeydew list. Honey, do, do that. Honey, do, do this. Yes. Because yes. then we feel like we're not
1: independent anymore, and we're, not, and we're sort of working for our woman, and that's a bad feeling. Exactly. Marty, before we forget, can you tell them a little bit about your website, meninmarriage.com? I think you've got a couple of free assessments that men and women can get on the website free of charge.
0: Well, the the website, as you said, is meninmarriage.com, meninmarriage, and one assessment that people can take is for... Just to give you an idea, remember I talked about those A and H marriage, and there's another one called a capital I marriage, which is a merged marriage, where you're or a relationship where you're so too close together, perhaps. So you can take those assessments, once for men and once for men or women, about their past relationships.
1: Wonderful. We've run out of time, Marty. Marty, I want to thank you for being my guest today. It was my pleasure, Rich. and I want to encourage everybody to buy your book which, of course, is uh, straight talk for men about marriage and also to log on to your website, meninmarriage.com. Once again, thank you, Marty Friedman.